Harper. Is that the sound of opening a cold one? With the boys. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. I feel like I'm not supposed to have, but I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah. Oh, no, it's overflowing. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers ahead, returning to its ASMR roots. <laughs> My name is Heidi, and all I want out of life is a new set of pajamas with buttons. And I'm Rory, and I color-coded every time period from world history, there's six of them, to a specific infinity stone and used that color to make notes in each time period. It has helped immensely. We're pretty obsessed with books and movies and music, and every episode we talk about ones that we enjoy. Be warned, there are spoilers, spoilers ahead. Let's just get this out there. We're not doing an MCU special for quite some time. No. That, why would we do that? I mean, I that feel would like be mean. we do need to eventually do an MCU special, but like not, not two weeks after the movie no. comes out. No, like <laughs> that's rude. Yeah, no, like a couple months at least. Yeah. Because what about all the people who um, are dragging their feet? Well, spoilers ban is lifted, so... Yeah, so we can spoilers <laughs> ahead all we want. Yeah. But we're not that mean. Exactly. However, we are doing something a little bit different. It is a book, but it's a play, but it's a book, but it's technically just a play. It's The Importance of Being Earnest by Oscar Wilde. Mm-hmm. I feel like Oscar Wilde is a little bit a John Green in the sense that very small. Like, mm -hmm. there's almost no overlap, but it's the... I have been a fan of the person and am now a fan of their writing. Right. Like, the yeah. person is so interesting that it's, like, I have long been, like, Oscar Wilde is so cool having read nothing he had written. Yeah. Which I'm ashamed to admit, but I'm keeping it in. Well, I just, like, I saw this book and I'm, like, I want to have read something of Oscar Wilde's because uh, I think he's cool. And I'm only going off the judgment of our movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Literally, so <laughs> my opinion of Oscar Wilde is based on, on our, our film. Yeah. So I read this, and I saw that it was very short, and so I was excited. And I realize I'm talking like John Mulaney right now, but it's fine. Um, You're good. Yeah, I read it, and it was good. And so I'm like, hey, 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 this? Yeah. She's like, okay. Yeah, oh, so. yeah. No, I mean, like... The fun thing about spoilers ahead, we will eventually get to this, I promise. But yeah, but we had a we had an episode off off from from the usual usual team, so we can stall. Um, the fun thing is that almost never have both of us read the book like before we start putting it on the list. Like I feel like at the beginning, oh yeah, we had both read almost everything. Mm -hmm. And, like, we were picking things we'd both already read. Uh -huh. But now it's, like, either you haven't read it or I haven't read it. Or it's, like, one of us has just read it. And so it's super fresh. And it's, like, you need to read this. Mm -hmm. um, which is, has been very fun. Like, I'm enjoying that, that right. shift. But, yeah, Importance of Being Earnest. Such a good play. Yeah, it's very good. I thought it'd be, like, boring. And I had no idea what it was going to be about. I thought it was going to be some type of, like, drudgy, mm -hmm. woe is me. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah. Like Dostoevsky. Oh, <laughs> like a Chekhov play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I read it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this. It's, it's so sassy. <laughs> it's so sassy. I've also read, like, some very early novels, 
and they're like this type of plot uh-huh. and five to ten times the length. I know. I'm like, this works so well because it's short. So it's perfect. Like it's short and sweet. And so it makes it interesting and mm-hmm. not like plays it to death boring. Yeah. Like that's yeah. what makes me kind of like this the most. Like not the most, but like kind of like this mm-hmm. more is the fact that he stopped. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, this <laughs> only needs to be 90 pages. The importance of being earnest is hilarious. It's so funny. Like I was openly laughing mm-hmm. and I don't always do that with books. Like very, mm-hmm. very rarely do I like openly laugh. Yeah. With books. And like it was a math test and I had oh, finished sure. and I opened it and I was reading and I'm like physically laughing. Oh, the <laughs> Oracle laughed. <laughs> like I, I don't laugh that often like out loud reading. The other thing is I don't always understand the joke in a play. Yeah. When I'm reading it, like a yeah, lot of the time yeah, I have yeah. to start have like to see it and it yeah. has to be like said. Or I have to be starting, like, if I'm directing something, like, I have to write the blocking yeah. in, and then I can kind of, like, I get the jokes. Yeah. Like, I can see where the joke is, but it doesn't hit, if yeah. you know what I mean. Like, oh, I get it. I just, I, it will be funny. Yeah, sometimes but this I have to, like, say it out loud. Yeah, this one I was like, oh, this is funny from the yeah. opening line. Like, I get it. And it yeah. was also, like, as I was reading it, I was staging it, like, just yeah. in my in my imagination and not very many plays are so solid that I'm like, oh yes, I understand how this looks. Yeah. Can we read uh the first two lines of the play because they're so good? Yeah. Uh they're just they're just so petty. I love it. Oh, so they're petty. They're all so petty. I can be cool. Algernon. <laughs> okay. Did you hear what I was playing, Lane? I didn't think it polite to listen, sir. I'm sorry for that for your sake. I don't play accurately. Anyone can play accurately, but I play with wonderful expression. As far as the piano is concerned, sentiment is my forte. I keep science for life. Yes, sir. <laughs> it is like the worst. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I <laughs> am already sold on, on this play Like at that point. Uh, and I read it in the music store where I work where I hear lots of people play inaccurately with uh-huh. expression. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. oh, Algernon, I already know you're not my favorite character. And I want to see you on uh, stage so bad. Yeah. And I also love the next sentence where he's just he just says, and speaking of the science of life, have you got the cucumber sandwiches cut for Lady Bracknell? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, okay. Also, Lane is very yeah. sassy as well. Yeah, Pro Arts yeah. should do this play. Pro yeah. Arts is a local theater if, if you're not on Maui. If you are on Maui, Pro Arts should do this play. Yes, they should. It's perfect. It's, it's, ver- it's very much their humor. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's fairly short, too. Yeah. Like it's very snappy. Yeah. Um, it's Low got maintenance. <laughs> yes. It is very minimal set. Yeah. Um, which is also... Okay. This might just be me. I feel like when I'm reading a play that does not have a ton of scene changes, I follow it better. Yeah. Because, like, once I picture the room in my head, I'm kind of done. Yeah. And then I can just watch them go around. Yeah. When it's like... And then the scene changes. I'm like, how? Yeah, this one, <laughs> the entire first act is in the same place. It's so nice. It's like in Algernon's like, office thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it works beautifully. Yeah. And, like, just people enter and exit. <laughs> so the premise of the play, the importance of being earnest, uh, is that... Jack has invented a younger brother who he calls Ernest so that when he goes to London, he can screw around. Yeah. <laughs> because he can't tell his uh, 
aunt, who is younger than him, who is also his ward, he can't tell her what he actually gets up to in London. So he's invented a younger brother who does all of the stuff. And then he can talk about what he's done in London and be like, Ernest did it. Yeah. Yep. That's that's the basic premise. And uh, as one can imagine, telling Algernon, who, you know, doesn't play accurately but with expression about this Ernest plan is not bad going it's to bad. go well because he had been doing the same thing but with like a different person yeah bunburying <laughs> <laughs> i also like how he named it bunburying yeah like i have a friend named bunbury who doesn't exist but i use him as an excuse to leave london and it's like great so you guys are doing the same thing and it's like i'm going bunburying i'm like oh my gosh don't make it a sport ah <laughs> uh, although love him to death Rory, screwing of the lower classes is a sport. <laughs> yeah. This whole play is just, oh, well, that was unexpected. I hadn't been there since her poor husband's death. I never saw a woman so altered. She looks t- quite 20 years younger. Oh. <laughs> uh, I also love that, like, a lot of the times male authors get women very, like, older, not in age, but, like, in time. Male, male authors, authors from the past screw up women characters. Oh, completely. <laughs> like, like have no idea. <laughs> oh, uh, s- tangent, but it's worth it. Have you ever gone to like? The I feel like you probably haven't, but hmm. in case you have, have you gone to the deep writer corner of Twitter where we tease male authors for how they write about women? Yeah, yeah. So like the it, it's like literally that scene from Brooklyn Nine Nine where Holt, the gay, is trying to pretend to be straight, and he's like. I love my wife with her big, heavy, feminine breasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Oscar Wilde actually writes women like women and not like stick figures. Yeah, like they're very funny and very petty, <laughs> but in the right way. Oh, th- yeah, they're the right kind of petty, yeah. and the boys are also petty in the yeah. right kind of way, so it doesn't feel like sexist. It feels yeah. like, oh, everyone in everyone this play is, is petty. petty. <laughs> yeah. The idle rich doing stupid things. Oh, oh I like this line. If you adopted a certain line of conduct, a certain result would follow. Uh, that is a good line. He's got a lot of lines that, like, out of context sound deep and in yeah. context sound just like ridiculous. Like, yeah. the truth is hardly pure and never simple. And it's like, oh, that's such a good line. Yeah. And it's like, no, he's just he's just making fun of his friend for having a fake oh earnest. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, when the two, like, separate love interests meet. Both of the people, like both Jack and Algernon, told mm-hmm. them, like their love interest, that they were Ernest. So when the girls meet, they both say Ernest, like Ernest is their fiance. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and they yeah. think it's the same person. And then, yeah, it's later revealed <laughs> Ernest isn't real. It's just, it's one of the best comedies of errors I've ever read. And it's also oh, yeah. like, it's so fun that Chekhov's gun is fake or not earnest. Like, yeah. that it's like, oh, yes, this is great. It's uh, so good. Also, a line out of context. It's just the most important thing I've ever read in my whole life. Mm-hmm. My dear boy, I love hearing my relations abused. It is the only thing that makes me put up with them at all. Relations are simply a tedious pack of people who haven't got the remotest knowledge of how to live, nor the smallest instinct about when to die. oh it is the only important (laughs) line i love algernon yep i just he's such a bad person he sucks but i love him 
also I feel like he is the closest to Oscar Wilde. Yeah. Like Oh, one hundred percent. Like Algernon Full Assault. Easily. <laughs> but there's this one exchange by the two ladies. Ooh. When they realize that they're air quotes dating the same person, which they are not. Um, page sixty seven, would you like to join me? I would love to join you. It will take me a minute to get there. That's fine. Sugar. No, thank you. Sugar is not fashionable anymore. The directions are, Cicely looks angrily at her, takes up the tongs, and puts four lumps of sugar into the cup. Cake or bread and butter? Bread and butter, please. Cake is rarely seen at the best houses nowadays. Cuts a very large slice of cake and puts it on the tray. Hand that to Miss Fairfax. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) petty. (laughs) I love it so much. I love them so much. It's it's like peak have you gained weight. Like yeah. oh, I love a good have you gained weight moment. <laughs> Cake is rarely seen at the best houses nowadays. Oh, that's peasant food. <laughs> I don't eat cake anymore. <laughs> Let them eat bread and butter. <laughs> and then when they realize what their mistake has been, uh, a gross deception has been practiced on both of us. My poor wounded Sicily. My sweet wronged Gwendolyn. You will call me sister, will you not? They embrace. Jack and Algernon groan and walk up and down. (laughs) (laughs) I can't get through it. My poor wounded Sicily. My sweet wronged Gwendolyn. (laughs) They run to each other. You'll call me sister, will you not? Like the page before, they're like fighting over (laughs) tea. And like how, like, I will not let my sweet Ernest be... Turned wrong and rotten by you, <laughs> by the likes of you. <laughs> My favorite is like way earlier. It's like, oh, they'll be calling each other sister in no time. Girls only call each other sister when they've called each other everything else. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes, yep. This ghastly state of things is what you call bunburying, I suppose. Yes, in a perfectly wonderful bunbury it is. The most wonderful bunbury I've, ev- I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Stop saying bunbury. <laughs> oh, I hate it. Oh, I like this line. This is Jack. Mm. Gwendolyn, it is a terrible thing for a man to find out suddenly that all his life he has been speaking nothing but the truth. (laughs) Oh, I love that line. That's on like the very last page. Yeah. Oh, this is such a good uh, Jack again because he gets so many of the good. They all get good lines. They all get great lines. (laughs) Like every single character, like including the minor characters, get. Mm-hmm. Excellent lines because there li- there's like, as our favorite director Christy would say, there's the big four, and yep. then there's everyone else. <laughs> yep, all four of them. So there's the big four and the small four. Yeah, but um, then a passionate celibacy is all that any of us can look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all these lines are just so good, and so not annoying, like other male authors of that time. Oh, yeah. Well, and I mean, it like, helps that he was so gay. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, obviously not written by a straight man. Yeah. <laughs> this is obviously a person who has actually spoken to a woman like they were a human. Yeah. Which, in this context, means almost certainly he was gay. Yeah. <laughs> which is horrifying. 100%. It's it's so bad. Also, I, I'm realizing that this play does not pass the Bechtel test or the reverse Bechtel test, which makes yeah. it a wonderful play. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. I love a good play where everyone's just horny all the time. Yeah. Like, great. Midsummer Night's Dream, great. Much Ado About Nothing, The Importance <laughs> of Being yeah. Earnest, um, Elephant Man in the Right Light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, honestly. Yeah. My yeah. three angels, a little bit. A uh, little. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh my exertion is purely mental. <laughs> yeah, but he ain't the only one talking. That's an excellent point. <laughs> like, oh man, all the good comedies and a lot of the good tragedies. Yeah. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet, Othello. Yeah. Uh, Macbeth, if you think of Lady Macbeth as the main character. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and it I want yeah, no, I mean they're all all the good old old plays. Uh Doll's House. Yep. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Obviously Death Death Comes to a Salesman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the only play I can think of that it's like, oh yeah, you could not make an argument that all the characters are horny all the time and that's what makes it great that I can think of off the top of my head is right. like Twelve Angry Men. <laughs> <laughs> And even then, um, a couple of them definitely. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and when yeah. it's twelve angry jurors and not twelve angry men, absolutely yes. <laughs> like, okay, I don't think you were there that night, but the director Angie stepped in as juror someone, juror five, I think, uh-huh. one of the other girl jurors, right. because someone had to miss like one night, and she decided that her thing was to be like smitten by the guy who's trying to argue for innocence the whole play like she's just (laughs) flirting with all the different guys at the table and i'm like rolling my eyes because they're supposed to be following me yeah and like she's trying to get their attention and they're all and i'm just like it's choice it's the choice (laughs) it uh, when the choreographer picks up a boulder holds it over his head and screams it's choice (laughs) it was that size choice yep there we go i want to do importance of being earnest so bad i don't care who i play I want to be Sicily. I'll be Gwendolyn. <laughs> you will call me sister, <laughs> won't you? <laughs> my <laughs> no, my sweet, my yeah. sweet wronged Sicily. My sweet wronged Sicily. My poor wounded Gwendolyn. I <laughs> <laughs> was trying uh, to remember which one was sweet, which one was poor. I ke- I kept accidentally reading Guinevere, which only made it better because I was picturing King Arthur's Guinevere like running off and having this play, and then going back to the round table. Like, what'd you do this weekend? Nothing. <laughs> I kept. I kept. I kept reading. Um, Cecilia. I also read Celia. Just Celia. Yeah. Celia, you're breaking my heart. Yeah. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. I just kept saying Cece because in my brain it was like mm. Cecily was too annoying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my brain, I that I didn't want to keep saying it, Wait. so I just said Cece. Yeah, no, I mean, I did not ever try to say her name. Yeah. I was just like, C. Yeah, I'm like, Cece. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cecily. Oh, yeah, that's totally how, like, I mean, a lot of plays, I'm just like, meh, which mm, is really name. a problem in, like, uh, Greek plays, because a lot right. of people have, like, there are multiple right. A characters, they and I'm like, like, a good guy, a bad guy. <laughs> a like, one, a two, a, a prime, a double prime. Mm-hmm. A, the other one. A, girl. <laughs> A, the other one. <laughs> oh. On yeah. the contrary, Anne Augusta, I've just now realized for the first time in my life the Im- vital importance of being earnest. Hey. Roll credits. See, I kept thinking it was going to be like earnest, like the action. It is. Or though. like the, uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, no, yeah, it's a double entendre. Yeah. Like it's a pun. 
because it's like the importance of being named Ernest yeah. and also like his whole life he's been telling the truth. Yeah. And that's what makes it work out. And I'm yeah. just like, Oscar. <laughs> you can never be overdressed, overdressed or overeducated. <laughs> I feel like now's a good time to transition <laughs> as any. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, I love Oscar Wilde so much in The Thing, which yeah. is Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe's murder mystery, invite only, casual dinner party slash gala for friends potluck. <laughs> oh my gosh. The greatest YouTube show of all time, except for the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, which I shamelessly say because pretty much the entire main cast of the Lizzie Bennet Diaries is also in Poe Party. Yeah. Which is what everyone calls it. It's just yeah. Poe Party. Yeah. Just look up uh, Poe Party. Yep. By Shipwrecked Comedy. Yeah. We've done a Shipwrecked show before. Yes. Um, we did Gilded Lily. The Case of the Gilded yes. Lily. However, now we are doing Poe Party, which is, I would say, it's totally different, which is why I don't yeah. bother comparing them. Like, yeah. It's not yeah. better. It's different. It's different. It's, it's also not worse. It's category. different. Yeah. Whole it's a series. It's several episodes, and it is a murder mystery hosted, a murder mystery party hosted by Edgar Allan Poe that turns into an actual just murder mystery because people uh -huh. keep dying. <laughs> Except and for Lenore. Like, all the other invites are authors. Yep. So there's like Emily Dickinson, <laughs> who everybody forgets about. Yeah. There's um. George Eliot, who, well, in real life, changed her name to George Eliot to be like, screw you, I'm taking my husband's name, yeah. and you can't stop me. But in this is in. Uh, drag, which is the best. Yeah, I love it so played, much. Played by Lauren Lopez, yep. who is, if not the greatest, one of the greatest comic actresses oh of yeah our generation. Yeah. Like, all I want in life, <laughs> like, I'm. S mm -hmm. I say that a lot, but this is one of those things that I'd be willing to give up a lot to see Chelsea Peretti and Lauren Lopez in a bunny comedy. Oh yeah, yeah. like, definitely so much. Um, who else is there? I mean, there's we have Oscar Wilde. Oscar Wilde, who is so brilliantly portrayed. By now Tom that I have like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. read one of his works, I'm like, oh my gosh, they got it so perfectly. Oh yeah, they they absolutely. <laughs> this is who I heard. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I only <laughs> like, heard. I only heard that voice. <laughs> yeah, I only heard Tom Dutrinis. Yeah, is Oscar Wilde as Algernon? Like, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, like. Oscar Wilde cast himself as Algernon. Oh, for sure. <laughs> 100%. Absolutely. I also am just now realizing that the only person I heard as Jack was um, H.G. Wells as portrayed by Blake yeah. Silver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's Charlotte Bronte. There's uh -huh. the Ernest only Hemingway. <laughs> Ernest Hemingway, who, what a miracle. I hate Hemingway. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to get this out there. Can we put a ban on doing an Ernest Hemingway thing on Spoilers Ahead because Obviously, I cannot... Obviously, I also hate him. Yeah. Okay. We read, like, three things of his in school. Why? Everybody's like, they're so profound. I'm like, they're boring. They're... Okay. They're boring, and yeah. you can get a lot more out of something else. Here's the thing. Hemingway feels like he invented the postmodernism navel-gazing guy who thinks he's deep, but he's just stoned novel. Uh. Like, are you fam you're familiar yeah. with this as a genre? Yeah. Um, I don't want to piss on those authors like the postmoderns because yeah. I have a friend who's deep in postmodernism. Love you, Bailey. But Hemingway invented it, which means a the postmoderns didn't invent anything. Yeah. And b it's so boring when it's Hemingway. Like I can kind of get through his short stories because no, I we we read I the Old Man in the Sea. Oh, don't get me wrong, I don't like his short stories. Well, yeah, <laughs> like 
But <sighs> see, here's he the just thing. goes on for pages and pages about yeah. oh my cut, oh the salt, oh fish, huh? And I should have or like huh? Yeah. I'm gonna get that fish, and I'm like, just go home. You're so annoying. <laughs> A, although that one's, that's a short novel. Like, his short stories, the only way I can get through them is if I assume that Hemingway, like, is making a joke, which he is not. Yeah. And that's the, that's the hard thing is, like, we're doing all this Hemingway stuff because the character Ernest oh Hemingway yeah. in Edgar Allan Poe's Murder Mystery Dinner Party is so not Ernest Hemingway in the best way. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. he would have died first. Yeah. And it wouldn't have been the murderer who killed him. It would have just like <laughs> been Lenore <laughs> stabbing him in the neck. <laughs> just <laughs> Yeah, the lady ghost Lenore. The oh, only non love her. Beautifully portrayed by Sinead Brisson. Also wearing the dress oh. the wedding dress Rachel wore in Friends. It's great. It's excellent. And they didn't plan that, it just happened. The only non author, by the way, is Annabelle Lee from the Edgar yeah. Allan Poe poem Annabelle Lee. Um, who he is madly in love with. <laughs> so great. The thing about Ernest Hemingway, the person, is that he's the worst. Uh-huh. The thing about Ernest Hemingway is portrayed by Joey Richter is he's a soft bean. <laughs> <laughs> Just such a mess. Such a bean. Like, I placed a sports bet. <laughs> also, they never say what sport it is. Yeah, it's they only ever only say, bet. like, sports bet. Oh my gosh, I just looked at the file. We are spiking so bad I this know, episode. I know, I also saw that. I'm going to have such a joy editing this. Yay. Um, good news, I know how to. So if you are hearing this episode and like, what spikes are you talking about? It means I learned a new skill. <laughs> if you're hearing the spikes, we're not that sorry. We, we yeah. missed. See, we record these every other week, right? That means that we haven't recorded an episode together since last month. Yep. Don't even know. Yeah. This is too many. <laughs> too also, many for like information, my like my grandparents were in town, so that's why. Yeah. Just and also like you had disclaimer. tests to study for and like all of that. Yeah, no no no. You were well yeah. Oh that no, that made it into the episode. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you like said it or not, so I just <laughs> thought I'd share that with y'all. That tells you that Rory has been so busy she hasn't had time to hear fake Rory as played by Jessa, who did an excellent job as fake Rory, by the way. No, I'm going to listen to that. Yeah, eventually. it's very good. I feel like fake uh, fake Rory did a slightly better job of being Rory than fake <laughs> Heidi did of being <laughs> Heidi, but that is because you did all the editing. <laughs> when, or, like, you had to do all the setup stuff. I did the editing for fake Heidi episode. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. When, when it Eventually, we want to have, like, a third person here, but a lot of times right. our guests are just because one of us can't make it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. We're planning on having a third person. Sooner or later. Yeah. Um, Hemingway is is the very, very worst. Here's the thing about his short stories. His women are Ugh. beyond cardboard. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it makes me, it reminds me so much of, like, you know the second Indiana Jones movie? No. Temple of Doom. No, I mean, I've never seen okay, an Indiana Jones. Okay, that's fine. You, wait, what? I've never seen an Indiana Jones. <laughs> Would you like to know why? It is because my dad wanted to show me Indiana Jones when I was a child, but there are too many snakes too prominently featured. And of so course. I'm so stupid. And so <laughs> I could not handle the Indiana Jones as a kid. And it was like a, right. oh, we are already aware that these feature too prominently in the plot to like right. avoid. And so I, it was one of those, like, I couldn't have handled watching them until I was right. like a teenager. And it just hasn't come up. Right. Like I've not had someone 
See, around the time that I could have handled all of the snakes, my father left my mother. Yeah. <laughs> so I have, not, I have not had a person in my life who was like, we should watch Indiana yeah. Jones. However, I feel like that problem might be solved. Can we watch Indiana Jones? Yeah. I'll just, well. I understand the snakes. The big snake scene. We'll just, we'll, I'll explain it and then we'll skip over it. See, the thing is, I also like, I can handle it if I know it's coming or if it's like. Okay. The only one that it's I. It's a lot. Yeah, no, it's a lot. It's a lot of snakes. Oh, I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> I'm aware because I've seen the memes. Um, yeah. The reason I skipped the snake scene in Holes is because why bother? Yeah. Like, yeah. I've already, but I've watched it like 18 right. times. So it's one of those like, why should I have this image in my brain again when I already know what happens? Right. But like when you're not there, a lot of the time I'm just like, yeah, whatever. So second Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom is my least favorite because the woman in it, like the woman in the first one is excellent. She reminds me yeah. of my mother so much. Like oh, I'll I show you that. a picture, but like excellent. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'll, yeah. But <coughs> the woman in the second one is so vapid and annoying oh. and like wearing heels in the jungle and like I'm wet. And like, oh, bug. Oh, another bug. Oh, another bug. And I'm like, yeah, why are you in the jungle? <laughs> Go home. You're not helping at all. This is bad. Like, Indy just has to watch over you. That's so annoying. I don't like you. Yeah. I don't like you. You know what? I, lo- I love that they turned Hemingway's inability into writing women. Yeah. Like, to writing women. Into Hemingway not realizing George Eliot is a woman. All yeah, of the yeah. party. Like, that's the best thing, because Lauren Lopez is tiny and also sounds like a girl. Like Right. And and everybody at the party is well aware that she's a girl, that George Eliot's a girl, um, except for Ernest. Yeah. <laughs> and it is really the best part of the, of the show, like the running gag of Hemingway not realizing. And like George Eliot is trying so hard to pass as a guy. Yeah. And it, Oscar's just like, well, ladies first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I swear on the completely natural mustache on my face. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Haunt these halls no, no more. more. <laughs> Haunt these halls no more. <laughs> oh, the bloopers for that is just excellent as well because it's yeah. <laughs> I would say Lauren Lopez yeah. breaking every time she says, Haunt these halls no more. Lauren Lopez doesn't break once. She's a rock. Lauren <laughs> the Rock Lopez. <laughs> also... Like, and the thing is, like, for a comedy, everyone is doing a slightly different style of comedy yeah. that c- works together really well. Like, Clayton yeah. Snyder is so funny as the straight man because yeah. he's so the straight man. Like, some sometimes everyone leans too hard into one style of comedy and yeah. you start to see the jokes coming. Right. Um, and I feel like that happens a lot with plays because, the d- like, when the director is leaning too heavy on the actors and it's yeah. like, oh, I, s- I see where the joke is going to go. Right. But everyone had the room to kind of play. Yeah. And so there's there's no two characters, even characters that are costumed similarly or that yeah. like could be um, overlapping. They're totally different. Like yeah. The fact that Lenore, the lady ghost, is the most extra and Emily Dickinson, who is still alive, is definitely like <laughs> overlooked all the time. Like it's moments like these that just make yeah. everything worthwhile. Um, there is a special, special person who appears at the very end of the show that I will not spoil. Yeah. Because that's it's too big of a reveal. But yeah. it is just like, it was one of those moments that when it happened, I like jumped up and screamed. Oh, I was yeah, so yeah. excited. It's just, it's so good. Did you? Okay. If you have not seen the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, this will not matter to you. If you have seen the Lizzie Bennet Diaries and have not seen Poe Party, I need you to skip ahead. Um, 
just a little bit because yeah. I need to remind Rory of the commitment that Laura Spencer made about not tweeting or posting on Instagram about Poe Party once like, during the Kickstarter, during so anything. Good. Like she didn't interact with the cast at all on so any social good. media to make sure that no one saw it coming. Like it was one of those things where there were undercurrents of like, is Laura Spencer no longer friends with Ashley Clements <laughs> and Mary Kay Wiles? Like, did something happen? What happened? Yeah, no, and it was like it was like this uh to quote Kate Blanchett in Lord of the Rings, whispers of a nameless fear. <laughs> That oh Laura Spencer is no longer a part of the LBD family. And as it turns out, she was just doing it to yeah. surprise us all. It's she did such a good job. It's, it's like that alien comic. Surprise, we deceived you. <laughs> surprise. The deception worked. Yes, because of trust. <laughs> yes, because of trust. Um, it's so, yeah. so good. All the boys are good. All the girls are good. It's just so good. And like Oscar Wilde is. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just the voice that. <laughs> oh no! Wait, that's a different Emily. <laughs> oh, Emily! Oh no! Wait, that's a different Emily. <laughs> that's about their mood towards Emily Dickinson the entire time. Or like, <laughs> from the bloopers. Oh, I don't vote. Wait, you don't vote? It's your it's civic, civic duty. duty. It's only one vote. <laughs> Only one phone. <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe, as played by Sean Prasad. Uh, what an excellent character. So good. Yeah. So good. It's. Uh, I, I, I know I we've picture said him every time I think of Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, yeah, no. And, like, I feel like they really made good choices about who they portrayed in such a way that it's like, no, this is the only person I picture as. Yeah. Like, whenever yeah. I picture the author, that's who I picture. And a yeah. good job of being like, yeah, we're absolutely uh, ignoring the person's actual life and going with yeah. a much better version of it. And yeah. Poe Party, if you are, like, an English major or or even just a literature lover, it's so fun because it really uh -huh. does, like, th these are the jokes that lit people make yeah. in the background. Like, <laughs> this is our humor. Mary Shelley. Yeah. The goth queen <laughs> of Mordor. Like, what uh. a baller. It's like these are the jokes that you make with your literature friend, mm -hmm. with like all your other friends in the room. Like all your friends are in the room, and then it's you and your lit friend, and you are sitting. Say you're sitting in line, mm -hmm. and there's two people in between you, and this is the type of joke you make where you lean back out of your bench lunch table chair, mm -hmm. and they lean back because somebody said something, and you look to each other and make that joke. Yep, it's that kind of humor all the time. Um, it. It borders on slapstick without ever feeling ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's got really emotional scenes and really funny scenes. Mm -hmm. Some really great guest stars. It's a wonderful mm -hmm. show. Um, watch it on YouTube. That is the only place it is available. Yeah. And then uh, I feel like we should give them a free plug because we're also going to tag them in all of this, of course. Yeah. But Shipwrecked Comedy now has a Patreon. And yes. so if you watch this show and you are like, I can't believe that they made something this good yeah. and are letting me see it for free, because you obviously don't need a subscription for YouTube. Yeah. So they have made so many things so generously and for free. So and they're so good and they're so, so cool. good. So if you can, um, if you are able to, of course, uh, you should. Yes. Please support them on Patreon because everything Shipwrecked makes is is an excellent parody of the genre mm -hmm. while also being a tribute of the genre. Uh -huh. Like I love them because they are not satire. Yeah. Like they're proper yeah. comedy because yeah. I, a lot of satire is mean. 
And like this yeah. feels like a proper send up and a good send up is yeah. all I want in my life. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of <laughs> like <laughs> along with my buddy comedy. Yeah. It's kind of like our like it's kind of like our podcast how it's like we do positive. Yeah. We do yeah. positive and we'll like we'll kind of make fun of some things but like in a positive light and not like mm-hmm. mean mm-hmm. or hurtful. Yeah. And Shipwrecked is putting really good unproblematic stuff yeah. into the universe and they stand on their own. Mm-hmm. Like all this stuff stands on its own and it's yeah. like, "Oh, funny." And then you'll like if you know the genre or like those people, you will yeah. be like, "Oh, even funnier." <laughs> also, if you care about like making sure that uh Hollywood is representative of lots of different kinds of people, mm-hmm. three of the producer, three of the four producers at Shipwrecked, uh, including one of the writers, uh are women mm-hmm. and two of them uh, the brother and sister are both Indian Americans. Mm-hmm. So supporting Shipwrecked is supporting independent uh, creators of color, yep. women, and also making sure that uh, positive, pretty much PG, yeah. incredibly yeah. funny adult humor is out in the world. And there yeah. is not enough PG adult humor. Like, I love yeah. me a good rated R. But also, oh like, yeah. PG adult humor is so nice because it, it tickles my brain and my heart at the same time. Yeah. So... Yeah, go to Shipwreck for your PG, go to Tin Can Bros for your non-PG. Yeah, and, and also, like, just their crossover stuff is excellent. So yeah. I cannot recommend Poe Party highly enough, but also yeah. this is the time that we, we start talking about something else. And I still haven't quite found the connection, except for maybe, like, the tongue-in-cheek aspect of it. Yeah. I think it's because they started to see the joke about being themselves. Right. Like, this is the point, right, like, right. when I listen to the catalog, I'm like, oh, yes, this is when they started to see that they were the joke. Right. And it's the Beatles album Revolver. Yep. Um, what a great album. Oh, so good. It is, t- I'm going to be honest, it isn't my favorite. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's like, in obviously, like, it's the Beatles. Right. So I do have a favorite right. Beatles album. <laughs> it's just not this one. Right. But I do love it very much. Like, it's my second favorite, easily. Um, mm-hmm. Just the power move that is opening an album with Taxman. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> BDE. Like, that is, the, that is the biggest big sky energy. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, you have not seen a sky in England this big because it is always oh, no, covered no. in clouds. Yep. Um, and Your Bird Can Sing. What a good song. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Eleanor Rigby. Okay. Here's the thing about Eleanor Rigby. It is the first time that a rock band used only orchestral instruments in a song. Uh-huh. And Eleanor Rigby, like, redefined what rock music was. Right. Because it was like, oh, suddenly now it's not just the instrumentation. It's also the composition of the song. Mm-hmm. Because everyone was like, well, it's a rock band. So they basically right. broke the genre, like, 20 years in. Of course they did. Because they could. And it also, Cause like... The Beatles walked that Say Anything could run. <laughs> because there's an entire album by Say Anything called Hebrews that is all orchestral instruments, that it's uh-huh. a rock album. And I'm just like, y'all wouldn't have done this if Eleanor Rigby <laughs> hadn't done it first. Yep. So I'm also I also just realized something. What? Revolver might be one of the only Beatles albums that none of the songs are in across the universe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like well, <laughs> yeah, that's inter- That's really interesting. I don't think that like matters at all as yeah, far but as it's musicality, just but it's fascinating because a lot of their early, like their early stuff, tends yeah. is at the beginning of the movie, like a few of their early things. Yeah. Huh. I was gonna say Rubber Soul too, but no, Girl is the very first song in Across yeah. the Universe. So yeah, no, there's yeah. no. Ac- 
So if you've watched Across the Universe and you're like, wow, I want to get into the Beatles, this is a great way to do it. Because yeah. literally none of these songs are in that movie. <laughs> yeah. So you can you can get into the Beatles proper. Yeah. Um, I I just love the Beatles. I love them better when they were playing like as a four piece and not doing yeah. as crazy of the overdubs. Right. But I think that's just a that is very firmly a personal preference. Yeah. I don't think I'm right. Mm. Yeah. Bands change and they're allowed to change. Don't shame bands for changing. Oh, absolutely. Like here's the thing too about a band changing. It's called growing. They put down yeah. roots. And when a band says they're getting back to their roots, it's usually a Beatles-esque situation where they get back to their roots and immediately break up because they chopped down the tree. Yeah. So yeah. let your bands grow. This is in direct reference to all of the classic crime fans exactly. who are like, we only like That's Albatross. exactly <laughs> what I was saying. <laughs> right? Like, let your bands grow. They're humans, too. And they're just trying to figure out how to be human and how to write LP6. <laughs> Figuring out how to be human. Sorry, I needed a uh, laugh break. Here's the thing. The classic crime is the best, okay? Yeah. And the Beatles are the best, and everybody's great, okay? We're all trying. They're all trying. So hard. Do you have a favorite song on Revolver? And if so, what is it? I don't know. My favorite song is Eleanor Rigby. Yeah, it might be Eleanor <laughs> Rigby. <laughs> yeah, and it's hands down Eleanor Rigby. Um I like Good Day Sunshine a lot, though, which yeah. I never remember that I like it. Yeah, um, it's like one of those things where you hear it and you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I don't particularly like Taxman, but I, I, I have nothing but respect for my president, <laughs> which is Taxman. <laughs> 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 nothing but respect for my president, Taxman. <laughs> yes. Taxman came out in 1968. It is old enough to run and win presidents. Did I tell you Eliza and I's theory about the Hawaii elected officials? think so here's my theory then for the listeners uh all of these senators seem like at the drop of a hat they would scrap outside the senate oh yeah 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 you told <laughs> me about that yeah and all of the congress people seem like wusses <laughs> oh yeah like brian Schatz, Maisie hirono they have absolutely scrapped at the back of a high school like for sure possibly each Throw other hands. <laughs> <laughs> possibly each other i mean who can really say? Like, they're going to bring back old school American politics where you beat someone with a cane. Yeah. <laughs> like, they are not playing. And it. I'm I here it. for it. <laughs> yeah. No, my favorite thing is just Brian Schatz. Like, oh, th they want to name the, the, like, the new royal baby is born. And they're going to name it something that unites England and Britain. And he's like, oh, they're going to name the new royal baby. Climate change will ruin us if we don't do something about it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. Back to the Beatles revolver. Is there anything to add? <laughs> beyond it's great you should listen to it it has nothing from across the universe it's such a great it's such good it is good it 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 what is your wreck of the week <laughs> i have two wrecks because they're both kind of half wrecks got it wreck number one watch Endgame. please do that can i can i second that motion yes watch it mm-hmm I will say it is the very worst standalone movie ever made. However, it is not a standalone movie. Yeah, it it's it's not supposed to be a standalone movie. Yeah. So if you go into it asking it for it to be a standalone, it is your fault if you don't have a good experience from that request. It is it the is last battle. Like, you need to have watched yeah. the other battles yeah. Yeah. to understand, like, oh, it is this episode is the end of the war. Yeah, it's episode <laughs> like 22. It's the finale. It's, dare I say, at the end game. Like, yeah, you know, so just... 
I just wanted to throw that out there because I saw a bunch of reviews of like, is Endgame a good movie like as a movie itself? And I'm just like, it's not supposed to be. A thing <laughs> is a movie if it like it honestly like the line between movie and show is blurred by both uh, the yeah. mar- like the MCU and also Sherlock. Yeah. Like so. Yeah. It, it's it's one of those things where it's just like, look, you you really can't dive in with Endgame. But yeah. that being said, catch up and watch yeah, Endgame. Catch up and watch Endgame because it's worth it. Such good. It's all worth it, anyways. So, like, just do it. You've got you've got three thousand minutes. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. So that mm-hmm. do it, and also, um, I've been watching a lot of John Mulaney interviews. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do that, and also, the Californians SNL sketches. Oh yeah. Just just watch it. I. I die every time. <laughs> yeah. Every time dead. Every time dead. And I've like I've just been watching a lot of um lighthearted like Jimmy Fallon's guest games. I've just put on a playlist of that and it's great. Nice. <laughs> Very wholesome. Okay, so I have a two and a half I have like a a two half wrecks as well. Yeah. One of them is uh Chris Reinecker's adults watching Star Wars for the first time series. Ooh, yeah. It's very fun. Yeah. Um, and it, it's done in the right spirit where, like, the people who have seen it are just so excited to watch it with someone who's never seen it. Right. And the people who haven't seen it are, like, like you get this narrative of them slowly getting into it and yeah. understanding, like, why it, it why Star Wars is, like, da-da-da-da, Star yeah. Wars. Um, the other wreck, and you will laugh at me, but that's okay, is become a fan of a sports team. Yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> um, do whatever it takes like find a good sports narrative um, I recently recently finally after two years of being on the fence I'm very susceptible to evangelism converted to being a fan of AFC Wimbledon which is mm. a third tier English mm-hmm. soccer team yeah and I feel like uh, I converted you to being a Dodgers fan through 42 I mean you allowed yourself to slightly become. although I don't quite follow it I'm not quite a fan yeah I appreciate well, and that, that and like I, f- I appreciate yeah. the team. Yeah, and that's one of those like find your way into it. Like, yeah, being a fan. The thing is, and that's why like I wanted to also mention the Star Wars thing that they're connected yeah. because it's like being a fan to me doesn't mean like there is no gate that you have to cross to like oh you're a fan now. It's just yeah. like do you care at all? I don't think I'm quite a fan yet. Yeah, that's what I'm there. saying. Yeah, like you have there. to feel like you're a fan. Yeah, but um, but that's all you have to do. Like, there's yeah. no like you have to, you don't have to get it even. But yeah. if you're like, I suddenly care, great. And yeah, yeah no, you're you're getting there. Yeah, we're we're working on her slowly. Um, I know I love hockey, and I'm gonna get into it when I move. Yeah, because it'll most likely be to the west, not west, or the other to the yeah. the e- the other one, the east coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I just I love hockey so much, but I never watch it because I d- don't. Mm-hmm. But like when I'm actually at the games, I'll love it and watch oh it. And yeah. I feel like that'll be my sport because I, I love, love hockey, love oh. some violence. And the thing is, like, I love sports. Yeah. Just I love sports, and I'm always like looking for my way in. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what you should do. Fi- like find a sports team or find a genre that you're unfamiliar with or find mm-hmm. a thing, and then find your way in. And I feel like that's also what spoilers ahead is: is like us finding yeah. our way into lots of different pieces of art. Yeah. Um. But it's things we're familiar with, like everyone's listened to, like we've listened to tons of music and right. read a bunch of books and all that. But like, find a thing and find your way in. Um, 
and keep trying until you do f- find a thing. Because yeah. at this point, I have a baseball team that I f- care about and a soccer team that I care about, and that's it. Um, I care about the All Blacks. That's it. Rugby team. Yeah. No, and, mm. like, I feel yeah. like eventually I will get into rugby. Like, yeah. But I need, to, I need to, you know, find my way in. Yeah. And if you find someone who's trying to find their way in, don't gatekeep. Don't be a gatekeeper. Yeah. Gatekeepers are the worst. Yeah. Like, everyone should be allowed in in whatever level they want to be a fan and like i am very excited to slowly like become a bigger fan of different things um and love unapologetically because it's awesome yeah i feel like that yeah that's my rec i like it Hmm. roll credits our theme song is downtown love by reese from his ep it's okay to be sad this podcast is produced and edited by Heidi. Both Heidi and I do pre-production by reading and watching and listening to all of the things. Including Hemingway's gross. If you're enjoying the show, leave us a review on iTunes and or become a supporter on Patreon. Follow along on Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is at spoilers underscore ahead underscore. And we'd love to hear from you. Um, yeah. I think Ernest Hemingway is the only negative thing we're going to talk about. Just because... We feel very strongly about it. Oh, I have some other people I feel strongly about, but at least today. Yeah. Also, the episode is almost over and we're running out of theme music, so we should stop. Maybe. Okay, thanks. Bye. Okay, bye.